March, all right. Welcome back in. Bill Michaels Show. Obviously, college basketball going crazy. But it's March. And you want to know why I know that, Grant Bills? Why is that, Ben Penny? Because it's the NFL Combine. And you know what comes with that? We see the size of every single prospect's hand most of the time for absolutely no reason at all. Before we do that, we're going to go to the phones. 877-867-1670. Line one, you're on the Bill Michaels Show. What's going on? Hello. Hello. Line one. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. I, uh, I think that's an excellent point about hand size. Yeah, we might have just gotten butt dialed, but that's okay. It's a good call. Sounds good like call. he was typing. Yeah, I, I don't... You, you know, I got... I picked up the phone yesterday during my show, and it was a call insurance scam call. Or a car insurance. <laughs> I just let it go. You have to. I just sit there and hold the L. <laughs> I was like, fine. I'll let it go. It's the second time it's happened in the last, like, month or two. So I get those calls a lot on the board here. But that's when Bill is on, right? So I'm screening the calls. Obviously, I don't put them through. Well, see, I I produce my own show. Yeah, so yeah. what I I have like a huge Google document that's four pages long of all the numbers. And anytime I get a new call, I'll write the name down so I can check it. But every once in a while, I get a new one, right? And I'm like, oh, this is the the Green Bay area code. And I was like, we're getting a call from Green Bay. How cool is this? We're expanding our listenership. And it was a, a car insurance scam call. <laughs> So we don't even have numbers show up. I just see dots that oh, okay. that blink. The dot shows up, okay. it blinks, I click on it. So it, it could be anybody. It could be what anybody. Is, what is your line when you pick up the phone? Bill Michaels show. Say? Oh, that's it? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I know at some stations there's like a instruction list where it's like, hey, you know, once you get on the air, don't ask how the host is. Like, that's the right when the caller comes on. Hey, how are you? Huh. Good. I'm hosting a radio show like <laughs> when everyone asks that i run out of things to say but when people ask me on my show I've how never... are you i try to have an answer it's not always a good one but i try to have an answer i have never heard that i've called into a lot of radio in my time and no one's ever told that to me but i guess i've really? never done it so growing up in philly did you call philly sports radio a lot all the time really all okay. the time all the time Especially, I called recently when there was a there were there was a lot of disparaging remarks towards Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State, and I had to set the record straight. Like he is he is a player. Will will he succeed in Chicago? I don't think so because the systems around him are terrible. But I I loved him as a as a player coming out of college. So it's hand size day, Grant. It is quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs day at the combine. I believe now. Most of the combine, I think, is really, really dumb. Some of the drills, you can maybe see it, but we're even seeing teams now. It was reported that Robert Sala and Sean McVay, two head coaches in the NFL, are not attending the combine themselves, which I don't really love. I like when you, I think they should be there, but they send a scouting team because you learn more watching college tape. You learn more watching him actually play in games against great competition than seeing how fast he runs in underwear, right? You go to all the fastest 40 times in NFL history. Most of those players didn't pan out. Yeah, there's what? Chris Johnson is probably the one that did. I know John Ross had a really good 40 time. I also have an unpopular combine opinion, and Zach Heilprin, the man of the hour, uh, yelled at me for it last year and said I was dumb, although most of my takes, he that's his response. I think they should run track events <laughs> have a little mini track meet. run a 400 or an 800 like you get to pick why 
Because it'd be awesome. I, I guess well, because really you would like it. Reason. Yeah, I have. I, with 40 times, I don't like it because I don't know how to decipher them. Ooh, a 4-4 four, four versus a 4-6 or a 5-1 or what? whatever. I, I don't know. I just That means nothing to me. Now, if you run a 59-second 400 versus a 54-second 400, that's all right. That's, there's some meat on that bone. I can decipher that. Or an 800. An eight, have you ever ran an 800 in a competitive track meet? That's heart. That measures heart. That's all. That race is all heart and stones. <laughs> 40 yard dash. They run like it looks like they run 10 feet. That's not even a real event. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, but do you know how cool it is to see 380 pound offensive linemen run a five second 40? No. And I, with linemen in certain positions, I agree, but it's wide receivers, cool. corners, like, I want to see you open it up. Let's see what you got. I want a nice big 400. <sighs> But nice balanced loop, just flying. I, I love watching that. You would be the only one that could actually decipher what the times mean. No, 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 no. Be because over the course of 400 meters, there's a chance for players to separate themselves. You can visually see it. That guy is a couple paces longer than that guy. Yeah, but we're not playing soccer. Game. I know. That's that's where this take starts to fall apart. It, I just want to watch a track meet is really what it comes down well, to. Well, Jonathan Taylor would probably win. Yeah, and how fun would it have been to watch Jonathan Taylor run a track? And then you could compare, like, oh, the Olympian in this event ran this fast, and then we'd have a point of reference, or a Tyree Kill or a John Ross. You could see them, uh, again, maybe we should add a 100. Get rid of the 40. We have a 100, a 400, and an 800. And you get to pick one. Ugh. Strut your stuff. Uh, I have seen Jonathan Taylor in a track meet. Um, it was cool. It's it? very impressive. It is the only time I've ever watched track. And I don't mean to disparage it. And no, it's fine. It's not it's a not track guy. It's not that fun to watch. I, it, But it's a take that every year I, I try to tweak. Ugh. I don't like the 40-yard dash. That's where it, when it starts, and I'm trying to get to the next step of the take, and I'm struggling. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail your uh, hand-measuring take. No, it's fine. I can help your take. Just make it about the combine as a whole because a lot of it doesn't actually matter. Like, there are guys that are drafted because they can jump high and everything, but then when you actually watch them play, they, they don't – add up to the guys that you know were great on the field and maybe didn't wow you are there baselines that everyone should be hitting yeah but i don't like making this big deal i oh i don't know it's like in i don't want to say it's like in the mlb draft when someone throws like 98 and everyone loses their mind about it because yeah. that's there's a lot of more development there but everyone loses their mind when someone runs a fast 40 so yeah but what do you do on the field it's different some of the fastest players in the nfl aren't on the top 10 40 time list why? Because they are great players. And also, yeah. this also does always go back to the joke of uh, DK Metcalf literally had a slower three-cone shuttle drill than Tom Brady um, mm -hmm. and that he could only run in straight lines. Well, Cooper Cup plays fast. He doesn't run fast, but he uh, plays fast. That's, right? one of, and, and that's one of the great great NFL sayings. Oh, he plays fast. We, we said that about Tyler Wall. So I, I watched with a couple of my guy friends on Tuesday night. And you know when you get a couple of guys together to watch sports, they'll just start saying things that don't even make sense. But the, but they'll say it in a way like, the other night we're watching Tyler Wall give Zach Eady the work. And, I, and we're like, he's given up seven inches. And one of my friends was like, yeah, but he plays bigger than he is. And I'm like, you know, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't mean anything. But that's what we kept saying. What what I don't get about the combine, it's it's fine. It's a thing we should enjoy and like we shouldn't get rid of it. What I don't get is there are scouts that watch these players for three years on the field, grinding tape, and then one week in Indy, they lift a couple of weights, and it's supposed to, you know, change how we feel and think about everyone. That's what I 
get hung up on just a bit. Exactly. It should confirm. It should not change. Or it should not direct your opinion or how you see players. It should, it can confirm things. You're like, oh, yeah, he actually is really athletic, and he could run around a bunch of cones on a field and underwear fast. But it is what it is. But so hand size. There was a big thing about Kyler Murray a couple years ago who's obviously short, and as I have said with you, Grant, this is going months back. He's a little yeah. pouty when he's losing. Ben Kenny was first to this take on Kyler Murray. He's a little pouty when he's losing, and now, I mean, we saw the reports about the playoff game. He scrubbed his Instagram. Even I don't scrub my Instagram when I'm mad at somebody. Why would you? Like, it's what are we doing here? Thing to do. Yeah, but then the Cardinals scrubbed theirs, and I was like, ha-ha, good one. Good one, even though it took a lot of effort. It's so dumb. It's so immature. Like, if you were questioning whether or not your quarterback was immature and had his priorities straight, and then he scrubbed his Instagram like an 11-year-old girl, like, that would only further confirm that my quarterback is a little weird. Yes. Well, then you can go back and say, you know what? He had small hands, so we should have saw it coming. Because apparently, you cannot be a first-round pick in the NFL if your hands are small. So We ignored the signs. They were there. Daniel Jeremiah... Uh, great NFL analyst, NFL draft guy. He tweeted for NFL Network. He's tweeting out measurements. Garrett Wilson, nine inches, seven eighths. And I'm not going to go through all of them because they might bore you eventually. But Chris Olave, nine and a half. That's a guy the Packers are interested in who I do like a lot. Kenny Pickett. Here we go. So it was said, I believe, at the Senior Bowl that he is double jointed, which I don't know what it means because I don't think I'm double jointed. But it means that he cannot reach his pinky and his thumb out as wide as other people can. And he plays football with two gloves on. People call him two gloves picket, which like I like him as a player. There are some interesting comparisons to Graham Mertz, but that could be the story of another day. <laughs> but he's not going to set the NFL on fire. If there's anybody in this class that will, it might be Malik Willis just because of how how much potential he has. He's athletic as hell. He could he can make I, I love this saying. Oh, yeah, he can make every throw. What does that mean? I, I have no idea. I agree. I agree with you. Like w- with the combine, we just say things that don't make sense. But that's what's like, beautiful. Wall, he plays big. What, is, what the hell does that mean? Right. It, I don't know. He plays faster than he runs. Like Cooper Cup plays fast. The high motor thing I kind of get, but still it's a weird thing to say it. Oh, yeah. He has a super high motor. Whatever. Um, so he tries hard. Yeah, yeah, he's Brad Davison. So, uh, Kenny Pickett, his hands are eight and a half inches, which is astronomically small for quarterbacks. Let me look at what Kyler Murray's was. I, I probably should have done this before, but I'll do it now. Kyler Murray I hand size. On the oh, air Kyler Murray's were nine and a half, which is, quote, <laughs> NFL personnel executives reportedly had major fears put to rest last year when Oklahoma's talented but diminutive, which is a very nice way of saying he's short, <laughs> Tyler Murray posted a, quote, solid hand size of nine and a half. It's solid. You oh. can work with it. Oh, it was the Joe Burrow thing. Does Joe Burrow have small hands? Joe Burrow hand size, nine inches. How dare. The other quarterbacks that have nine-inch hands, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill. Now I want to know. So I don't know what the take Josh is there. Uh, he, he probably has gargantuan hands. Ten and an eighth. Whoa. Oof. Whoa. Those are some myths. Um, so, Grant, I'm going to do it now. I, I just want to see if I have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. Okay. And I wish there was a way to broadcast this live on, on Twitter. You can see the video. But I'll take a picture and post it. I have, ooh, 
8.51 or 8.52. That little dash. I, I have a ruler. That little dash right past 8.5. A little bit bigger than 8.5. I, I have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. Well done. So does that mean I can be a second-round pick quarterback? Well, can you make all the throws? No. Um, do, you, do you have a high motor? I can't wait to see Jack Cohen's hand size. Is he a big dude? I don't know much about Jack Cohen. I'd have to defer to you here. Not overly. He probably is. I mean, he definitely has bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. Probably. Do you want to know how big my hands are? All right, I'm tweeting out this picture. Go. This is just great live radio. My hands are, I have a tape measure. They're eight and a half from pinky to thumb. Eight and a half or 8.52. Clear distinction. They are smaller than yours. Is that what you want to hear? No, no. Then Kenny Pickett. I, uh, I'm not oh. even important here. That's true. Yeah, eight, eight point five, basically on the nose. I, I always use my small hands as an excuse for not being an awesome guitar player. Uh, I can only stretch so far. I see. I've never. I, I was bad at instruments. I played the recorder in kindergarten because I was starting an instrument and I thought the recorder sounded cool. And then I started it and I was like, this is the lamest thing ever. <laughs> Like, I should have played the drums. Transfers to the saxophone or the clarinet, something bluesy. That's I wish idea. I could play. Oh, I, I, I love a good saxophone. Really? Yeah, there's some really good. There's this guy on YouTube I watch sometimes when, when my friends and I are hanging out. We play Settlers of Catan a lot. Big fan I of that, that game. game. Um, I love that So we'll game. play that and, and put on some music in the background, and it's always this guy, Jimmy Sax, on, on YouTube, who just riffs. Really? It's awesome. So, anyway, this is... Can I can I ask you your social life consists of which by the way I love this hanging out with your guy friends playing Catan and watching YouTube videos? No, no. Well, it happens on occasion, right? If there's a that sounds that sounds incredible. That sounds amazing. Well, it happens on nights where there's no sports, because otherwise, and you know what? I I guess we could get in. Let's do that at twelve thirty. At twelve thirty, we're <laughs> we're finding summer plans if baseball doesn't happen. Coming up next, there is breaking baseball news. The sides are meeting. There are some demands the MLB wants. We're going to get our thoughts on it. Two people that I, I'm putting that in my Twitter bio. Uh, two people that are very, uh, what's the word? We are, we have the authority to comment on this and what the MLB should do because we have bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. That's coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back in. Ben Kenny Grant Bills with you on this Thursday. 877-867-1670 is how you get a hold of the program. He is at Wisco Grant on Twitter. I am at Ben Z. Kenny. Grant, my guy, Jake Kokorowski covers Wisconsin football uh, here for Rivals. Uh, DM me a picture on Twitter. He said, uh, damn it, now you're having me measure my hands. Sent a picture. 9.25. Bigger than Joe Burrow. How many Butterburgers can Jake fit in those mitts? Because that's mostly what I see him tweet about, right? He's the Culver's tweet guy. Yeah, yeah, he is the Culver's guy. Should I DM that to him and and get back to the program with it? How many Butterburgers can you fit in those hands? You know what he's doing more importantly? He is trying to see how many times he could do the NFL Combine bench press. Is it 28? What do they lift? 225. 
225. So he said he could do it 18 times. He's shooting for 20 to 21 next week. Um, I, I, I don't think this is hyperbole. I truly believe this. Leo Chanel is going to set the combined bench record for linebackers this year. You think so? He is an animal. He was throwing up. I don't know the numbers, but he was throwing up record times before the year. How many times could you do 225? Two. I don't know if I could do it. So I don't really bench. Like I lift, I work out, but maybe I should. I know it's good for you, but it's not something that's part of my workout routine. I think I could get it up and down once. I'm just not. I work up by myself. I'm not looking to do exercises where I'm throwing massive amounts of weight around. Yeah. Like I don't want the bar with plates on both sides or like big squats or deadlifts. Like I'll get my dumbbells and I like I'll lift. Don't get me wrong, but I just, I don't know. It's not my, it's not my thing. I don't think I can do it once. Well, I, I really, for some reason, I hate working out near other people. I just hate being around other people. That translates uh, to most things, <laughs> including working out. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I like going at the time of day. I, I've kind of narrowed it down to where it's pretty empty. Yeah, well, we're on different schedules. I usually go around 3.30, which is good for the emptiness, maybe 4 o'clock before I get yeah. home and, and finish some up, some other work. But you're, it's you, good timing because you can listen to the Wisco Sports Show when you work out then, too. I, I listen to it on the car ride home, actually. I, okay. I tune in. Um, I don't know what I there are. There are some Philly radio segments that I need to listen. You know, as soon as Ben Simmons is going to get ripped, I need to at least join a, a part of it. I feel you because I can't listen to my coworkers all day, every day. I do here and there, but I got to mix in other podcasts, other stations, um, because I, I just you know how it is when you're trying to plan a show or produce a show. You want to hear as many opinions as possible. Right. So I want to listen to as many people as possible. Right. So right. Even if you never listen to my show, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Uh, Zach Heilprin listens every day, though. Uh, I hope he is on his wedding and on his honeymoon. He's probably going to listen tonight. I hope so. He's probably going to have the and DJ I... play it. Do you think he's a band guy or a DJ guy? It's a great question. I don't know anything about Zach. I don't know. I if feel like he's a band guy. If there's any human in the world, I could sit down and ask just an unlimited number of questions to it. It might be Zach. <laughs> Love it. Well, you can call in to Kenny and, Kenny and Heilprin starting next Thursday, oh, 6 to God, 7 p.m. Talking Badgers. So, Grant, uh, breaking-ish MLB news, Bob Nightingale, who almost had the biggest career resurgence the other night, because he is known as the guy that if he reports or predicts something, it will be wrong Yeah, a good amount of the time. So he he was going crazy. Uh, let's go to the phones quick. Line one, 877-867-1670. You're on the Bill Michaels Show. What's going on? Um, you probably have to look it up to uh, see if I'm right or not, but um, Tony Mandrich. Tony Mandrich. Correct. Packers drafted him instead of Barry Mm -hmm. Sanders. 225, I think he did it 39 times. Oh, the bench. I thought you were going to talk about his hand size. Hand size. Oh, no, no. You were just (laughs) talking about the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, this is Rock and Rick, Grant. How are you doing? Oh, Rock and Rick. It's nice to hear from you. I'm doing swell. We're talking about hand size, so I'm having a blast. Yeah, 33 reps on the bench press. You're right. Oh, I was well. I, I thought it was thirty nine, but I mean, that was oh. many many years ago. But well, that's that still was obvi- that was obviously enhanced, but that's why he never made it in the NFL. Well, maybe if he had bigger right. hands, then he could have done more reps, and then he would have yeah. been better. You were. Do you know who Tony Mandrich was? I I've heard. I I cannot say I know it well. I I'm young. Um, that's the problem. I'm, correct. I'm guessing he was offensive tackle, but yeah, yeah. Supposedly, in four years at Michigan, 
the guy he was blocking never got to the quarterback in four years. Yeah, huh. So and they took a, him in why, front of – That's why we didn't get Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, uh, Derek Thomas was in there. The next four picks are Hall of Famers, basically. Oh, yeah. Draft. I see. 89. I got you. I got you. I'm learning. That's the thing. This was a little bit before I was born, but I'm yeah, working on it. Yeah. Hey, appreciate right, the phone boy, call, man. All right, Grant. So uh, talking, Rick. back to back to baseball quickly. So yeah. Bob, Bob Nightingale almost reports that the sides had reached a deal. He was the only one tweeting. It was like 1 a.m. on Monday, Sunday night. He was the only one tweeting. Uh, yeah. And he is the guy that has been known in the past that the things he says, you know, could could end up not happening. So then obviously, Rob, it, it turns out that the owners were just feeding positive information to make it look like the players said no when the owners yep. are the biggest frauds in the world and they really hate the game that they are so and the players so invested in yeah um i do think the players are still at fault some but that's that's a longer story bob nightingale does tweet today though about an hour ago mlb deputy commissioner dan halem and mlb pa lead negotiator bruce meyer are talking now in new york to see where negotiations go from here it is day 92 of the mlb lockout which is ridiculous that it took 80 days to even start talking the three rule changes, this is what I want your thoughts on, Grant. The three rule changes that the MLB wants to implement, banning okay. shifts, a pitch clock, and oversized bases. Now, those mm-hmm. cannot begin before the 2024 season. MLB wants the rules to go into effect in 2023. MLB, blah, 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 blah. They have the right to implement, uh, fine print, whatever. Those three changes, banning shifts, a pitch clock, and oversized bases. Your thoughts. Um, well, the extra big bases, it makes sense. I don't know if you need to do them for all bases, but for first base, just do what you do in slow pitch softball. Yeah. Where they have two bases right next to each other. Like, sure. Yeah. Go off like that. Fewer collisions. That'll be good. Uh, the pitch clock. I don't know. What's the point? Why? Why do we need a pitch clock? We added a mound visit limit and I forget it's a thing because it doesn't really impact the game. I don't. I don't think a pitch clock is going to drastically change how Grant, things work. Grant, it doesn't yeah. impact the game unless your name is Joe Girardi. Continue. Yeah. Mound visit king. No, he I mean, no, he just he, he he didn't know. He didn't know the rule. Okay. So there's one time he went to go out there like you can't. It's like, "Oh." Looks so stupid. Continue. Like how often do you need those extra mound visits? Maybe once a summer. Like we don't, I, I don't pay attention. I, at no point in the game am I like, hey, uh, how, how many mound visits do they have left? Did, when have you ever asked a buddy that during a game? Well, you like, know no what's one, funny? No one cares. What's funny is I was at a, I was at a couple of Brewers games last summer. One of them, I was there, and we were, because it was Brewers Cubs, and I was there with two Brewers fans and two Cubs fans, and I, everyone, it, it was a game. Actually, it was the one sandwiched in between the Brewers blowouts. There was one where the Brewers mm-hmm. scored like eight runs in the second inning when they were down seven nothing, and there was one oh, the Cubs. Yeah, yeah then there was one game. where they scored like seven in the bottom of the to win by four. Yeah, but then this game it was like two to one Brewers. It was a pitcher's duel, and there were like four hits in the game, so it was a little bit slower paced. I loved it because I love good pitching. But my friends, my friend did go to me and said, "Hey, we should uh, we should lie bet the Brewers here because the Cubs only have three mound visits left." <laughs> that's amazing because they only 
Oh my God, yes. But when I when I think of a pitch clock, I think of the mound visit limit. Like in theory, it's great, but does it really make a difference? Right. I don't know. Baseball is a slow game. I don't know that it's going to change much. I've always thought that those things are grossly misdiagnosing the problems in the sport. That's Saying, oh point. yeah, if we if we put a pitch clock, that'll definitely solve everything. It's like the things that take a lot of time and the things that are really wrong with the sport are not the same. What's wrong no. is that the MLB is this gross monopoly over all of their content. And, and this is a little bit in the weeds. But if I post a video of a screen recording of an MLB game, I will. the copyright cops will come to my door in 10 seconds. Yeah, The NBA encourages people to do that because it grows the game and it allows like all those highlight things on YouTube. Like those accounts do well and it adds a lot of intrigue to the game. The MLB has a, the MLB doesn't let anybody do that. So that's a gross problem, but yeah, the, the oversized bases I'm with you. Why not? Who cares? I'm not going to, not going to lose any sleep. It is funny that an owner is stuck up on the oversized bases at like, different than all the other wrong things that are happening. It's like, oh, yeah. no, we can't agree with them. They won't let my bases be bigger. Well, it's ridiculous. What about the shift? What do you th- what do you think about that? I so I have always been a big fan of baseball strategy and I love when you actually put things in the manager's hands that can be change the outcome of games. When they're able to maneuver, I've always loved it. I I love pitchers hitting. I think the universal DH is one of the stupidest things ever. You're taking away the strategy of the sport. You're taking away pitchers hitting timely home runs and it being the greatest moment ever. Brandon Woodruff homered against the Dodgers. Like, like that's the coolest thing ever. Um, So I, I hate that part of it. The shift, though, I think it has reached a point where it would be easy to ban shifts and still put a lot of things in the manager's hands. I would love a rule of the four infielders you have in, two on each side of the base, each with at least mm-hmm. one foot in the dirt. Done. You so could, you could adjust them a little bit, exactly but not to the degree they do now. Exactly. You're not having Joey Gallo hit a 200-foot line drive that is caught in the right field corner because a guy is standing there. Like that part, I, like, I would like to see that go because I th- that's what will add intrigue to the game. It will. I So I'm with you. If they ban the shift, I wouldn't be upset about it. What I don't understand, the best hitters in baseball haven't adjusted to beat the shift. And it's not just dropping a bunt down no. the third baseline. It's going opposite field. It's changing up your approach. And I get pitchers are better than they've ever been. And it's really hard to just simply go opposite field. But in every league, in every sport, when one advantage arises, people eventually figure out how to get past it. And, and the playing field levels off again. I don't really know why that hasn't happened in baseball. Yeah, well, the beauty of it is, I think banning the shift and doing what I just said with the two guys on each side, a foot in the dirt, it still will require that to happen because yeah. managers will, will still move guys around. You'll have the guy, instead of being way out in right field, he'll be over the middle. Maybe your third baseman goes to where your shortstop was. You still move it around a little bit to create a subtle advantage, but it's not just completely taking away things that should be hits like if you if you hit a line drive 200 feet and it should be bouncing in front of the right fielder there's a guy right there that should be a hit they deserve a hit for that but yeah the the great hitters are also going to need to improve greatly in in those regards well that takes time and that's the tough part i think in three or four years i'd like to think in three or four years baseball's in a better spot because players will adjust hitters will adjust and will go away a little bit from home runs and strikeouts 
we're kind of stuck in the mud in that spot right now. I'd like to think in two or three years, there's a little adjustment and it's a more complete game, but I don't know. Maybe you do need some rule changes to help kind of facilitate that process. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that'll actually help baseball, I think is more often like the home run is not the most important play in baseball, uh, the most entertaining play in baseball. It's the triple into the gap. Oh, yeah. When you hit a ball into the gap, you got two guys on. You see them running while the other guys are getting the ball. They hit the cutoff, man. Then there's a play at the base. That's the most important, uh, most entertaining play in baseball. So what banning shifts would do is it would increase those moments. And it might add some time to the game because the more hits you have, obviously, the longer the game goes. But but it'll be more intriguing to watch. I want, if anything, and this is a out there take that no one's going to agree with. I say move the walls back 30 feet. Hmm. You want chaos. I want more balls to land over outfielders' heads. Or in the field of play. Exactly. Craig Council was in lacrosse in mid-January, and he had a speaking event, and he spoke on the quality of the game. He was really honest. He said the game is bad right now. You can go an hour without a ball being put into play. And I guess I didn't really expect to hear him speak so honestly about that. That kind of took me back a little bit, but I think it speaks volumes that a player or a manager whose daily job, their main job is baseball coming out and saying, yeah, baseball kind of sucks right now. Not really sure how to change it. Yeah. But to come out and say that, I, I don't know. That really caught my attention. Oh, it's important. It's important, especially he's one of the smartest guys in the sport. And he's someone Best who is, in baseball. He's, he's also benefited greatly from the freedom of the rules, right? He's one of the guys that has done the best job of moving things around, switching lineups, throwing defenders in certain places, right? Like he's in that age of managers that do that a lot. Gabe Kapler takes it too far, and I'm not happy with him and what he's done for the game. But Craig Council is arguably the best at it. So to hear him say that, I think that's significant. I agree. Craig Council is a manager that's had to find little wrinkles and little advantages in any place that he can. He's done a good job, and I love the strategy. But maybe the league does have to level the playing field a little bit and yeah. even it out. I'm not not quite sure. I was I, I might make that a Twitter poll. I don't know if you agree with the with the fence thing, but move back the walls. Move back all of the walls thirty feet. I mean You'll still have some home of runs. my favorite games this summer were when the Brewers played at San Francisco. Because balls stay in the ballpark and they're going off the wall and you really need to crush one yeah. at whatever ballpark that was. It used to be AT and T. It was I don't know. Oracle Park at some point, but the ball stayed in the ballpark. Like you knew even when a player laid into one that there was going to be a play in the outfield of some kind. And I really like that. It is that ballpark along with Fenway are my favorite parks in baseball. Okay. Because you get that in both places in Fenway. It, well, it's crazy because a normal fly ball will go off the wall, but still it mm-hmm. adds this one. The best thing about baseball is every ballpark is unique. Every ballpark has its own feel and has its own walls. And when you hit it into a certain angle, the best players are the ones that know how to play that kind of angle. And you see that yep. in San Francisco, and that's why it's one of my favorites, and they have the space. But then, yeah, in Fenway, some balls go out that shouldn't, but also you have line drives that are held to singles. And I think that's the most entertaining part of the game, aside from... Well, and outfielders really learn how to play their home ballpark, right? How to play angles and how to react to a ball that's going to go off the wall. So that's a fun part of keeping balls in the ballpark as well. Yeah, which is why I can't believe they won a World Series with Manny Ramirez in left field. (laughs) That's a good point. One of my favorite players growing up. All right, we're going to step away, take a quick break. If baseball does not happen, what are we going to do? I don't know. That's next on the Bill Michaels Show.
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. play that for any specific reason i just wanted to hear it again what a call matt lapay wisconsin beats purdue on tuesday big 10 champions it's not even what we're going to talk about which makes it bad radio but i wanted to listen to that again i i think i've reached uh, 200 times watching and listening to that clip that's one of the moments grant and i love when sports gives you this where once something happens and your team wins the best thing to do and this happens in the nfl is to go on national TV or national radio and hear all of the big people talk about the team, right? It's to go see all the big talk about that moment and to give their takes on what happened and have it be the center of discussion. And what now with social media and everything to go follow the social media teams and see every possible angle that could be created. It is so fun. It is fun. And this story and this moment is, very much preferable to the Jawan Howard, Greg Gard incident, because I thought so many national talking heads just had no clue what they were talking about with that story. Like they flubbed it. Like they did such a poor job talking about the Jawan Howard, Greg Gard thing. I saw some of the worst takes ever. The Chucky Hepburn shot, that can be the center of attention. Everyone can do a good job talking about that. It's better than whatever happened against Michigan a couple Sundays ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and some of the national takes were terrible, but I think those people were just telling on themselves of, really not understanding the setting and no. wanting they wanted to be contrarians for the sake of it but with a topic like that i don't really think you should right no and it's easy it's like we're not going to blame greg guard for Jawan howard throwing a punch that's his fault he threw the punch it doesn't matter like oh greg guard was a little aggressive okay well greg guard didn't force him to throw a punch i just thought everyone missed on that the hepburn thing this is just a wholesome moment that everyone can celebrate and talk about. This is a Big Ten title, and there were a couple of crazy theatrical shots towards the end of the game. That's that's hard to miss on. Anyone can talk about that. Yeah, Grant, so I'm I'm pulling up my breaking news sounder. I don't really have one. I, I do it off YouTube. Um but I have eh, whatever. You I, play I, it off YouTube. I I'm not being it's like like I can't find a good breaking news sounder. If you have one, I would love you to send it to me. Breaking news. Measurements are in. For Notre Dame, former Wisconsin quarterback Jack Cohn. Six foot three, 218 pounds, 31 and one eighth inch arms, mm-hmm. nine and a half inch hands, which is perfectly average. The average. Perfectly average for an NFL quarterback. Bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. I feel like everything about Jack Cohen just screams perfectly average. <laughs> Not just his hand size, right? There's you know, nothing above or below average about the guy. You know, I, like we all joke, but I do think he would be a good backup quarterback in Green Bay. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you got to draft the next guy and start developing him. You know, if Jordan Love is not going to be the guy, then you need to get the next guy. Jack Cohen would weirdly fit the bill. I mean, they had Tolzien for a while. Legend. Of course. Almost Wisconsin offensive coordinator, if people listen to my tweets. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Was that ever 
I always thought you were kidding. Was there anything to that? No, no, I was completely oh, okay. kidding the entire time. You had me. Well, yeah. The thing is, I don't, I don't do a good job of differentiating when I'm kidding and when I'm not kidding. So I'll tweet. I, I yeah. I'll, I'll tweet. Uh, would the Packers still win the NFC North with Jack Cohen at quarterback? Your calls next one two three four five six seven eight nine zero, and it and everybody will be like, absolutely. Are you kidding? Or no, he sucks. It's like, like okay, guys, it's a joke. Twitter's meant to be more fun. I was always more of a Bart Houston guy. If we're talking about all of the random Badger quarterbacks of the last Jack Cohn's not a Houston. random Badger quarterback. Okay. I have to stop I knew you there. You were gonna, I knew you were going to jump in there. All right, we don't have I to. Like Bart Houston. We don't have to go into this, but uh, breaking news. There are his measurements. They're up on my Twitter at Benzie Kenny. If, if you want to comment. I Everyone should just quote tweet this guy and say, bigger hands than Kenny Pickett because I, Jack Cohn probably will be better. Kenny Pickett fumbled 26 times in college. I can't believe I'm doing this today because the hand size thing is so stupid, but we're clearly doing it as a joke because I, it's the funniest narrative that doesn't really matter. Uh, but, I mean, if you're looking for a guy that can play quarterback in the NFL, there, there you go. That's Jack Cohn. So, Jack Cohn. 877-867-1670. If you want to join the program, I was wondering this morning when I woke up, if, if baseball does not happen, like I, I love golf. I golf a lot, but that's a day activity. I'll go walk nine holes when it's nice out after work as a way to decompress, you know, hang out, be yeah. in nature, walk around, be outside. But I, I always get home by six or seven o'clock, seven or eight. And then at that point, what do we do if there's no baseball? That's a great question. Do you have any hobbies, Ben? What do you What do you do? You golf? <laughs> Anything else? No, I watch sports. It's like yeah, it's literally the only thing I do consistently. Do you like to fish? No. Have you ever gone fishing? I have. Well, so I I've spent months of time up camping in Canada. It's a much longer story. Um, but we brought a fishing rod on one of those trips. We we're out there for like thirty five days, and we fished yeah. a couple times caught tiny pike that were very bony and we ate them because you know we caught it it was cool to eat but i i don't Skull know of life one i'm not a big fisherman two i don't have a boat so that makes it tough you know who has a boat i i know ebo has a boat but i don't know Ebo's how much got a boat. I, I don't know how much time on tuesday nights during the summer ebo is going to want to spend with me that's true i so i like to fish a little bit Although weeknights after the show can be tough because I'm not done with work until six. So right. I got to rush out to the, the river if I want to do it. What else would I do? See, I don't golf. I've been golfing in like five years. But I there have golf. to be like when, when sports shut down in March of 2020, I texted my cousin and asked her what she did for fun because all mine was watch sports. And there's sports on every night except for the all-star break. And that's a rough couple of days in the MLB in the summer. But like, yeah. that's, that's all I do. I didn't know what was possible to do without it. And it, she like reads and stuff. What did you do in, when everything was shut down? Oh my God. I, uh, drank my, well, yeah. my friend and I would go on Twitch streams of the DVD logo bouncing around the edges. And then we would wow. bet on the over under of when it would hit a corner. Most of the time it took like 54 minutes um, I woke up at 3 a.m. for Korean baseball. Yeah. I, I gambled on Madden streams, like pe- like not even people right. playing Madden, computers playing Madden. Simulations. Uh, yeah, which were uh, terrible and a joke because the game management was just awful. I should have won oh, more God. bets. It, it was a joke. <laughs> but, like, that's it. I had nothing else. Um, what did I do? 
Well, I was in school at the time, so I did school stuff, I suppose. But um, I played so much guitar, dude. I don't think I'll ever be that good at guitar again. Like, my, I ebb and flow how much time I put into it. I think those two months, I don't... No, I'm not going to limit myself. I'd like to get back to that point, but I spent so much time just holed up in my room playing guitar. That's what I, I should have done. a little, but... That's why... So, I'm also a big chess player. I played a lot of chess, but... I can't just play chess every summer night and like that be the thing, you know. There has like there like has to be hand. has to be something else. Uh, like I I'm almost done with Succession, which is the first TV show I've watched in a long time. It's like great show. I don't usually do those things. What's your strategy when you play Catan? What's your strategy? Do you have a strategy? <laughs> I'm curious. I I I don't know. Depends on the board. Um, of course. The thing is, yeah. we have a dynamic where myself and my friend are pretty good. Yeah. I play a good amount of my computer as well. And then our two friends that we play with suck. So whenever I do oh, anything, boy. I just target this guy. Yeah. But that's it. It's, I don't know. It's game to game. I don't think anybody cares about what I do. And it's a, it's a great game, um, but it's not it's fun. Like I just, if, if, if there are any good hobbies out there that can be done on summer nights, I would want to know, like I could pick up an instrument, but I am such a, I, I'm musically challenged. I'm such you an idiot. Running, running is a great hobby. Well, I do run. But okay. like I run and I play golf and it's nice. But then yeah. it's seven o'clock and I'm going to sit on the couch. What am I going to do? Hmm. I mean, just go through shows. I'm really bad at watching movies, but I watch shows. I don't know what we're going to do without baseball. I mean, the NBA playoffs are hopefully going to carry us most of the way, right? So we hope. Yeah, I, I, I do hope. What happens first? Aaron Rodgers announces his decision or MLB comes back. I think or no, MLB ends the lockout because they're still a month out from coming back. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's got to be Rogers' decision, right? I don't think they're going to play baseball till like the Fourth of July, man. That is. Be honest. That is so sad, isn't it? Do you think I'm wrong though? Do you think that's absurd I, to say Fourth of July? I think you're wrong. I don't think it's absurd. Okay. Okay. I hope I'm wrong too. I well, hope we get it before the fourth. Yeah. Well, this is depressing. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Uh, hopefully, Aaron Rodgers announces during the commercial break, and we could stop talking about how sad it is that baseball is not going to happen. That's coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in, Bill Michael Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill today. Quick segment here before we hit the top of the hour. 877-867-1670. I guess we're we're gonna become a panel here, Grant, because there are a lot of people okay. like us out there that I if, if baseball doesn't happen, there there is going to be a big void in a lot of our lives for a couple months. And yeah, the NHL playoffs are great, the NBA playoffs are great, but I have two TVs in my living room. And I don't mean that as a brag. They're not very expensive TVs, but one TV every night is baseball during the yeah. summer, and the other is whatever playoff game, whether it's the NBA or the NHL. So, I don't know. I also have two TVs in my living room. I'm the same way. Nice and flex. I'm, I'm not opposed to pulling up a third thing on my laptop. You need to. You can't. You, you can't really do. One. There's just too much going on. During if college, you want to watch as much as possible, you need a second TV. During college football, I feel like I get four. And I hate... Especially women will be like, oh, that's such a single guy thing to do to have multiple TVs. It's like, well, what do you want me to do, huh? Do you just want me to not watch things that I need to watch? It's such a single guy thing to do. Sorry, I'm affluent. Yeah, My uh, living room has room for multiple <laughs> TVs. Haters. It's also just my version of having fun. 
Um, yeah. Grant, I have a couple suggestions for what one can do uh, without baseball. We're going to get to those next. Um, one of them is a little PTSD for me. Oh. Talk about that when we come back. Coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show, and we'll we'll talk some Green Bay Packers. Matt LaFleur spoke at the NFL Combine yesterday. We'll hear some of that and talk about it. All coming up next. Last hour of the Bill Michaels Show. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.